Howdy, friends. This is Adam Ganser stopping by just to thank you so much for listening to us and all of our precious projects on the Small Beans Patreon. And if you have a couple extra bucks and haven't signed up for our $5 tier, I wanted to let you know there is some of the best entertainment anywhere on the internet just waiting for your listening pleasure. This includes episodes of I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours, Spiel Boys, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and coming soon some very secret but very awesome projects we can't wait to show you. If you got the money and you feel like it, we'd sure love to have it. And thanks so much for listening to Small Beans. It's time for Dads now Look, it's all about dads I don't want you talking about anything but dads Cause it's all dads now Yeah It's inside dads It's inside dads, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's oh right. Oh my. So, if you're here, welcome. First off, welcome. Glad to see you. You look beautiful. You do. Uh, it's true. And uh, I'm Abe Epperson, if you like that. And I'm here with Dave Bell. Dave. Hi. 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 And we're here to. Get in inside dads. Crawling inside, creeping in the dads. That's the name of the show, and you know what it is, and if you don't, uh, this is a podcast we talk about dad movies. Dave and I just can't get enough of those sweet, sweet Russell Crowe's, Bruce mm-hmm. Willis's, Kevin's Costner's, yep. Harrison Ford, shit like that. Oh, yeah. And uh, t- perhaps a Tom Sizemore will show up. Perhaps a Val Kilmer. Mm. Uh, hmm. We love it. We love that dad shit. We think it's uh, so awesome. And we think it's not just a genre, that it transcends genre. Yeah. And uh, basically, the gist of this is that Hollywood has been telling us for decades what it means to be dads. And dads eat that shit up. So, what's the nature of the Hollywood dad? What does culture say to itself this is what it means to be a dad and to do that we need to get inside this dad yeah we do what movie are we covering dave we're covering heat the Ooh, 1995's ni- heat yeah 1995 michael mann film heat right away the director makes dad films michael mann is a is a dad film director i'm gonna go ahead and say because we uh, when it comes to genre now we we kind of said this was a heist film i think this should be bank robbery slash crime this um, is kind of a crime genre yeah yeah because heist is a different beast and this isn't a, a heist movie it's not how are we going to get in there's none of that um this is of course known for its shootout scene which is objectively very good um this movie what struck me this time watching it because i hadn't seen it for a while has i believe every actor who has ever existed in it um, yeah, we we it headlined Pacino versus De Niro. Um, then there's Tom Sizemore and Kilmer, uh, Val Kilmer. Then fucking Ashley Judd, who I would argue is dad film royalty because she is mm-hmm. in dad films. Ted Levine, Natalie John Portman, Voight, yeah, Tom Noonan, Hank Azaria, William Fickner, uh, Danny Trejo, Trey Trejo, who 
clearly doesn't hang out with the rest. I was like, you guys don't hang out. He's never in like the hangout scenes. And it's like, yeah, of course he'll betray you. He's born to die in this movie. I was like, ah, shit, Danny Trey. They, his name is Trejo. And they're like, you didn't even give him a name. Um, the guy from the Little Green Men episode of the X-Files, who is also the guy, I believe, with the headphones on in The Lost World, Henry mm -hmm. Rollins. Is Henry in this. Rollins. When is in this. Jeremy fucking Piven showed up as Scum Doctor, I was like, "Can it get? Can you outdo this?" And the villain was like, "Yes, we can." Here's Xander Berkeley. It's like mother. It's <laughs> yeah, the, the other guy is Xander Berkeley. Bud the, Court, the most lovable dick. Bud Court in one scene. It was just like movie. Calm down. Uh, you don't need all these that guys in it. It's you all the need, that guys. You don't need 30 to 40 something year old white dudes yeah. in the 90s. It doesn't stop. Um, and so like that was incredible. To see fucking Henry Rollins show up. It's just like, oh just my like, God. What? what? Like, what are you just all at a party? Are you just yeah. convening Where they're at like, bowling yeah. night? Yeah, they're like, and let's make a just, movie. Let's make a movie. Is this what you do? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Mann? I don't Jesus know. Jesus fucking Christ. This is the... So this is the first daddy movie on the list that's mostly preoccupied with punishing daddies. Yes. This is a tragic dad story. Um, it's cops and robbers, which is very dad. It's... it's you could argue it, it first seems like a dad film in that it's a film that dads watch, you know? They're like, oh, oh yeah. heat, great, best shootout, you know? <laughs> um, and it's also, you know, film nerds, film college bros, I feel like is, you know, in that circle. Um, but it is really daddy because um, when we covered 310 to Yuma, I mentioned this, it really is about the job dad versus family dad and the yes. tragedy, the tragedy of a dad who has to work for How a living. How can we solve this dilemma? Because a dad provides, but at what cost? Because you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to be like you know. This is what that '90s Fight Club era um, American Beauty was all about. It's like I don't want to be a cug in the machine. I'm a daddy. Which Fight Club is a very daddy <laughs> film, I would that's, argue. Uh, that's a quote from Fight Club. Unfortunately, yeah. so is American Beauty. Um, but mm -hmm. the, it's from that era of like w boomer Gen X was on top of the world financially and they hated it. They're like, I don't want to work in a cubicle all day. Um, and uh, so like there's that side where it's if you're going to be a job dad, you want to be the daddy. You want to be the boss. But if you're going to oh, be yeah. the boss, you can't be family dad. You got to You got to you got to sacrifice that the price of of job dad exactly so it's like are you going to be a sniveling little cog in the machine and a great family dad or are you going to be or can you balance it and this movie contends no you can't you have to pick one yeah and, and it's just going to be punishment for people who think that you can't yes and so what we're seeing is two competing dads for those two competing philosophies um we have uh, uh al pacino he is uh cop dad and Robert De Niro, who's crime dad. I would argue that they have the same philosophy. That's um, the thing: is the movie is about it's a dad, it's a dad to dad tragedy, tragedy, but dad, mm -hmm. um, yeah. because they both kind of ruin their family dad, and they do this, you know, not to skip ahead, but De Niro almost picks family. He's a man, so he had it all. I don't want to get, uh, yeah. I guess I'll just talk about it now. Al Pacino's trying to have both, right? He thinks he can be family dad and 
and uh, Cop Dad. De Niro starts in a place where he doesn't have a family. And he looks at all his other buddies who are family and crime dads. And they all get punished. They all lose, right, for trying to have both. Basically, everybody who tries to have both loses. And De Niro loses at the end for, for he, he almost picks one. He almost says, I'm done with being job dad. But then he's like, I can, I can be both. And that's his downfall. So that's that, essentially, yep. yeah. Those are the two characters pretty rolled up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And that is kind of, it's a good place as any to kind of start at the beginning here uh, because we want to see where our protagonists start. Yes. Uh, and as our criminals kind of prepare at the beginning of the movie... We don't really know what for yet, but we get a montage of Al Kilmer and uh, uh, and De Niro clearly tooling up, and I bam! Have, I have to rewind. Yeah? We start with a train, or a ditch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A that's big, true. long dick that De I mean, Niro comes up. Uh, there's so many machines in this Yeah, movie. and then an arrow pointing up in the road, a big erect arrow. And uh-huh. then Val Kilmer at a hardware store. Dads love those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, yes, Al Pacino, what, what is he doing? What is he doing when we first meet Al Pacino? Oh, just f- saucy sex scene full of lips. His dick works. He's a f- your fuck beast, Literally, Al Pacino. Yeah, first thing we know about him is he fucks. That's the and first does, thing we learn. And he, and he's showering after, and yeah. she's satisfied. He could be good or bad. We don't know. He fucks. He fucks. It's so saucy. And yeah. uh, <laughs> he well, it turns out he's a cop. She's a wife. Natalie Portman is a stepdaughter. And yep. guess what, Dave? As you said, he's too busy with work to hang out. That's right. the first scene. The first conflict <laughs> is daddy, other dad's going to get here and I won't be ready. That's the first conflict. And mm. that's, that scene is the bad dad. So it's like, oh, is Pacino going to be the good dad? But he's not. He's re- refusing that call to adventure. He is, he's like, she's not my daughter. So he doesn't say that. But he clearly, he's just like, he do, he's I'm provisional dad. Yeah. Yeah. We get our first heist. Big tow truck with Tom Sizemore. bearer bonds from an armored car. That's pretty sweet. Um, Uh, Sizemore calls the guy slick, which is such a dad thing to call somebody. Sport. Um, Yep. And he says to him specifically, the guy's talking and he says, stop talking. Okay, slick. Shut your mouth. Dads don't like talking. Be quiet. They like doing. They like doing. They like they don't like talking and in fact kissing a cop dies because he opens his mouth yeah don't talk well he kind of just looks at him funny for the most part but that's we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah the newly hired gun is what i'm talking about kills the guard for no reason those reasons Uh, no reasons really well yeah the guard does speak and or he i forget exactly like he kills the guy at the end he answers the question but at start he's just like looking at him weird (laughs) yeah and it's clear that this guy broke the rules by doing this right you don't just murder people that's not against the daddy code yeah Uh, you gotta have rules but they also blow up a truck an ambulance but the gang has to kill two other guards just to cover it up because yes it's against the dad code to murder, but when it's necessary, violence does happen. They're crime dad is a crime dad, and he, so he's real pissed about it. And he's, uh, you know, a little later in the movie, he's gonna try to kill this new hire for being evil. Yeah, uh, it's again, it's three ten to Yuma, right? Where it's like right. they are bad guys, but they have a code, 
And it's like, yeah, you kill the cops. You don't kill innocents. Um, and people who dare uh, deal with that, co- like mess with that Break code, will code. be yeah. punished. This happens throughout the film. Um, and so it's cops and robbers, part of the greater system that they have to respect with rules. And again, right. like 310 to Yuma, something explodes in the first 10 minutes. Not a horse this time. It's an ambulance, which I would argue is like the, it's kind of like the horse of cars. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. I'm no follow up questions. No, I got nothing. I think you're just nailing it, dude. Right. Uh, but I think one point, important part of that is that they're using untraceable homemade bombs from like gallon milk containers. Yeah. Because I think that's important for us to, in our mind as the viewer, it's a scrappy but well-run enterprise. Exactly. You know? They're smart. And it's, and it's yeah, it's they're smart, they're using guile, and it's much to the frustration of the other dad, Pacino, who's trying to chase them throughout the movie. Um, we also have the scene with John Voight. Who is this you know, amazing scumbag um, hair? Just, and not in, uh, well, in real life, but like in in the fucking the facial hair, the thing, the the way they dressed him, and the way they did his hair, it was just like, oh my god, what an amazing Yeah, he it's it's like on par with him in Anaconda, where he's just so repellent looking. Uh, we just get all da- dads of all kinds in this movie. Yeah. Uh, this movie also has top tier pointing. Uh, this is just an aside that I wrote down. I counted at least five times that someone just points at something oh, yeah, in the real movie. Pointing, like, let's yeah. go or check over there or yeah. I'm giving you an order. It's just very, it's it's very like you have to watch the tone of it is very much just like, yeah, we're all cool and like good at our jobs. And all yeah. I need to do is give you a look or point and you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 bam! Fucking <laughs> it. Got Al a point. Al Pacino points with his voice too. Yeah. Whenever he's just he he points at you every time he talks. Um, they I think they established John Foyt that the people they steal from they don't take the cash. They are robbing from the rich. They're they're taking like stock right. stock bullshit. They, it, it's it's again they're not petty thieves. As De Niro says later, like I'm not knocking off a a 7-Eleven with a born to lose tattoo, which I love that line. He's not, you know, that's crime is beneath them. They're doing high. They're doing like uh, a fucking high profile, good robberies. They're robbing from rich people. And he says it later. We're taking from the bank. We're not taking your money. We're good. We're good robbers. Yeah. Let's we have a code. The robbery. Yeah. It's, it's once again, that moral grayness. Yep. Um, back at the crime scene, of the uh, uh, of the armored car, I love Al Pacino's swagger during the scene. He's fuck up. He's, he's really yeah. Tommy Lee Jones in the Fugitive Energy. I um, wrote that too because he goes around and he's like, "They're smart." Also, I'm smart. <laughs> I'm gonna deduct. I'm got guile. I'm clever. I'm going to deduct. I think we we haven't talked about this enough. Is that dad films? We haven't really touched upon this, but dad films love it when they deduce stuff. When a guy walks yeah. into the room and says, like, Ooh, Sherlock I, Holmes I, yeah, shit. when they Sherlock Holmes it, where they go, like, I know what you had for breakfast because of this and that and the other thing. And I know what that so means because I'm so yeah. smart and everybody is uh, uh, <laughs> gasping. But I'm also rude and I'm, I speak firmly. <laughs> I'm rude. I'm a rude guy, yeah. but also super smart. That's true. It's so true. Yeah. And uh, that's what I this love- is. I love the point of the scene, however, is that Pacino respects De Niro's work. He's yeah. like, drop a hat. These guys are ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. 
He's like, these guys are so good. It's going to be so hard to find them. Oh, my God, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's that scene. Yeah. Uh, and so, the, yeah, the cops are having their debriefing. And then we see De Niro, who's like, let's go out to dinner. We did a crime. Uh, let's have dinner together. And <laughs> they basically, it's like, what what went right? What went wrong? Let's talk about our strengths and weaknesses. Let's go over the robbery. Um, and that's where we punish the guy who fucked up um he bangs him on the table this other daddy looks at him and tom sizemore gives him a real tom sizemore look and the guy's like i didn't see nothing and just like goes back because it's a code where he's like that guy must have fucked up i'm not gonna get involved i keep my mouth shut i'm quiet i'm a daddy i don't even talk like the guy the other guy who sees it he doesn't even say anything he just looks back down Mm -hmm. respectful. uh, they take him into the parking lot and he escapes when the cops, this is, uh, yep. you know, just a little foreshadowing squirms the away. Cops have nothing to do with uh, what's happening in the parking lot. They're just, you know, they drive by and then they get a call and they like, they leave, but that's yep. enough time for the guy that we learn. Who's not just a piece of shit and who doesn't obey the code, but later we learn he's also a Nazi. So, uh, you know, he so, escapes. Oh yeah. And something about this scene, it just occurred to me. And I'm wondering if this is a through line. So they line the trunk with plastic. And that's the universal sign for, oh, they're going to kill me. Mm -hmm. But that also means they don't want to get the trunk messy. And I was thinking about 310 to Yuma with the horse stuff, stealing the horse, but giving it back. Uh, The judge with the car stuff, only I drive my car. Is there reverence for vehicles that we're missing out on that was in a lot of these previous films? There's got to be just reverence for domain right yes i don't know if it's vehicle a daddy's specific. domain you're right it's not just vehicles in general but if it's your vehicle if it's a property. part of like it's your it's my property it's my yeah. homestead yeah exactly okay. um we see val kilmer and ashley judd are dating his dick works. Uh, or their their husband and wife i think he's got a hot and, babe wife ashley judd yeah. uh while there's their relationship is sexy it's also strained. Kilmer has anger issues. Ashley Judd keeps asking too many questions, I guess. He's and a of bad course, dad. it's always work related. He's a bad dad. It's, he wakes uh, the baby. He's not being a good dad, literally. And he's also, we learn, gambling. And that's a big bad dad thing, which is like a dad should provide. A dad, no one, a dad can do what he wants without presulting his family. But that's only under the understanding that he is a good dad. You he's can't want providing. other things. He you has gotta to want family or work. That's he's gotta, the two things. Yeah, t- Tony Soprano. He brings home the bacon, right? And mm-hmm. so she doesn't ask any questions. The whole family doesn't ask any. That's the rule. Um, dads don't talk about work, and in exchange, dads provide. That's the deal. That that's the deal, creating. and that's enough. You know. Yeah, and that's been like you know that's been rooted in this culture since fucking the days of Mad Men. You know yeah. that's the that's the whole idea. Yeah, and I'd he's he even broke, goes back farther than that. Yeah, but he's yeah. broken the deal. Is what they're showing. He's, he's broken, broken the that deal. deal. And I love that there's like basically this. It's just huge Michael Mann energy. Uh, there's back to back to back scenes. I think at this point where it's just like a wife or a girlfriend is like, I made us dinner, and it's like, yeah. but we had plans. And her daddy is like, What do you want from me? It's I wild. love you, baby, but you're killing me. Yeah, this movie is so high profile that they got Ashley Judd to essentially sit on the bench the whole movie. And I was yeah. like, You have Ashley Judd. Have her do the robbery. Jesus fucking Christ! It's yeah. Ashley Judd. Like, she's amazing. 
I just watched Bug, and I was like, holy shit, Ashley Judd, you're great. Um, you know, <laughs> she usually does the, you know, gets involved. She's she does action and thriller and stuff. No, she's uh, this is this, this is she's a dad in the back movie, seat, just dude. yeah, she's just waiting for the movie. dudes to do stuff. And I was like, come That's on, right. he had That's... Natalie Portman. I mean, they didn't know they had Natalie Portman they didn't at the know. time, but yeah. Natalie Portman was a baby. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Point is, <laughs> it's. If you're a if you're an actress in a dad movie, you're not really gonna get a huge role. That's the deal with yeah. dad movies, and That's especially right like a, a guy crime movie. You're lucky if you make it out alive, which is what you know. Women are in peril in this movie constantly, constantly. by their own by their own pe- the people that they trust. Yeah. Very Michael Mann, uh, but yeah, thirty minutes into this movie, De Niro has just been all business basically a ghost like you reference but we get a scene where he meets a lady named 80 uh and uh basically lady with an e instead of an l yes (laughs) michael mann is just like well my last name is man so it's it can happen um she tries to hit on de niro but he's too badass to notice he's like wait you're a fucking uh, cop like he's why he asking questions he's just trying to be nice um it's and I think before this we get a little more of um I just want to note Pacino workaholic he's got to save crimes there's this idea that what he does is more important than being a father right than being a dad he's like you wait ho- at home I'm out fucking solving murders you want me to tell you later he's he later says I told you that when we hooked up baby that you have yeah, to exactly. you have to share me um and so that's the, what Pacino has fully established is fully established and i'm in fact, worked I would argue, and you you can't get in the way of my work i would actually argue one of the reasons i mean i think this is a classic movie i think that some of the action sequences like we wouldn't have the dark dark night stuff if we didn't have like a sequence two oh, hours absolutely into this yeah but the halfway point the first the bank two hours of this movie is particularly redundant yes. i find oh uh, this uh, movie so this, is not a great movie it's three hours long I and think. i really enjoyed it but my one note is like i don't know did it have to be three hours long did, did it, it have, have to be, to be like you really accomplished like we've already taught like summed up basically what's going on in the life we get a lot more details about like things we, things are in motion yeah but like the basic maneuvers of like where their relationship is at and stuff like that is basically basically set in stone from the get-go right half of this film like half hour in everything's established and then we they just repeat it It, i felt like i was their children having to hear the same fights over and over again like it's like i get it val not great uh pacino workaholic de niro doesn't have a social life. Got it. And then they just keep looping that concept, and it, it kind like, of lures you in. It's it's a, it's a I yeah. don't know I don't know. But Michael Mann feel like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. But uh, there's this. Classic. I want to get back to the De Niro love. De Niro sequence. immediately has game. So she he's too badass badass to notice. And once he does. He mm-hmm. he ha- he's just like oh I got game, and he asks her all sorts of bullshit about herself. Uh, Jesus Christ. And scene. she's immediately this woman who is, I don't know, 30 years younger than him, 20 years younger <laughs> than him, is like, I'm going to fuck you because you are asking me about myself. He yep. takes her back to, I think, his place or her place. I forget which. Um, and he keeps asking her the who, what, where, all the info. And then his That's dick the works. Thing. They, and then he like, leaves. It's like an AI wrote it. Yeah. You know? 
it's it's like they laugh at each other's jokes that I I dare you to find and explain to me what are what is funny. Like, no, what they are just the want to fuck each other. There's just like, where are you living? I like it. I up mean, ha- here. Have you ever <laughs> been? <laughs> I've like, been. What? Have you ever been a third wheel before? I have with two people who want to fuck where it's like you go out with a friend and then that friend meets someone. The conversation mm-hmm. you witness as a third wheel of two people who want to fuck is some of the worst conversations you'll ever hear. Every joke is funnier. Yeah. Everything's more interesting Every because those people joke just joke is funny. They just want to just signal to each other I'm digging this. They they don't care. It's yeah, yeah it's one of we've the all, things about romance that we all kind of Yeah, we've all been on both is sides. Like not, not ideal, but everyone just kind of goes with it because you know, it makes our species work and all that. Yeah, I I would contend people who are in love are the most irritating people from the moment they meet to their fucking wedding. <laughs> That's yeah. all. To like, oh, we're going to do this theme and we're all going to do this and everybody has to dance and do this shit. It's like you just are exhausting from beginning to end. God. The fact that I agree with you so much really shows that we are the ones to do this podcast. I know. <laughs> we're just, we're so, we're, we're just, just normal men. Oh yeah. Just innocent men. Uh, you know, at the end of this thing, they fuck, uh, but he has to leave in the night. That's important. Yeah. You Presumably, gotta get he proved his dick He's like, here's my dick. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm good. I asked you questions. I listened. I gave you the dick and now I'm going. And I, yeah. I think she's okay with it too. And it is a well, fair I, deal. I mean, I just like that. He's just like, baby, I can't, I got crime to do. I got crime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we cut back to another sequence that I want to point out is a, uh, is a Pacino one. Uh, it's important that his tactics, Pacino's tactics, uh, they become a little less daddy and more like, I guess what we would say, stereotypical bad dad. Because when interrogations like fail in this movie for uh, for Pacino, it it just turns into yelling. Uh, Are we talking about like, the informant guy? Give me all you got. <laughs> yeah. When he goes, just don't, starts, don't waste my motherfucking time because dad yeah, he's just don't like having wild. your time wasted. He Here's the thing. To sing over his perp like he's just a whirlwind. Here's the thing. He doesn't respect him because he's an informant. And this is this is what goes right. on is he's that again, don't dad's like quiet. Don't open your fucking mouth. And that means Kevin Durant singing into the tend to Yuma uh, all the way to daddies don't like rats. Even Pacino when whenever they're talking to rats, they're like Fuck you, you piece of shit rat that we need. <laughs> and like, right, that's the yeah, funny thing. We're the cops using. don't like, yeah, the cops get people to rat and then they're like, fuck you, you fucking rat. You suck because you're a fucking rat. Um, but they're the cops. It's very funny because the idea is no one likes a rat, not even the cops, because it goes against the honor of the system. It's literally don't talk, be quiet. It's all the daddy things that they hate. Um, yeah. And this scene is him like being antagonistic because he doesn't respect him. He's a rat. Because he doesn't respect. He doesn't. It's you're not a dad. Um, yeah. A good dad, I guess. Um, the and it definitely contrasts against the kind of, you know, criminal element. The De Niro's team and De Niro himself, yeah. their workman like calm is definitely Pacino is not has no chill. Oh, yeah. um, and that's it. That's it's they're drawing apart. that line and saying that's kind of like what makes it kind of neo uh, neo heist kind of film is yeah. that it's like it's 
usually it's the villains who run unhinged and when everyone's an anti-hero what does that mean they're doing so, it's very um, similar to 310 to yuma in that they want to show this kind yeah. of moral gray area in this larger code um Later in the film, not to skip ahead, there's literally a part where they meet and he's like, you do what I do, I do what I do. Uh, cops and robbers. It's the exact same situation as 310 to Yuma. <clears throat> yeah. Yuma, we you're the crime guy, I'm the cop guy. We're part of that system. And the system is key. It's, it's, the, it's the, the rules. It's the thing you respect. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so they do the thing where it's like, who's good, who's bad. This movie, it's a little more clear cut where you're like, nah, it's, it's De Niro. Um, <laughs> You know, he's he's the bad yeah, guy, yeah. but it's still all part of that, like, you know, uh, that system. We then meet Fickner, um, who's Slick Wall Street guy. And I mean, it was like, he's dishonorable. He will be punished um, because he yeah. is worse he's than... He's a money launderer. Yeah, right? he's worse than all of them because he's a big city guy. He's like the railroad people in um, 310 to Yuma. We don't like him. He's the bureaucrat. He's Wall Street, big city man. He's going to get murdered and punished. No, we get another scene with Tom Noonan, who is a science man. He's basically a hacker. Yeah. I uh, just this is just a box I want to check for the daddy yeah. list, the daddy code. He talks about Wi-Fi. It's basically magic. But point is, it, it will be useful to De Niro <laughs> for the next heist. Um, that's one of the things that this movie is actually really good. It drops information and it's almost like you don't even know what the information is for. It's just yeah. like two yak yaks talking. And then later in the movie, you go, oh, that's how they did. That's what the whole point of that scene was. Right. They, that's why how they got away from the cops that one time. It's the same it was magic. Talking, they yeah. used the whole... Yeah. When they were talking about the anyway. bonds or the stocks, I was like, I don't know what they're saying, but I'm riveted. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, but they're I'm talking like about money happening. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Daddies love money movies. stuff. They love the stock market. And they love science stuff. Yeah. And one thing that these movies do seem to share, like you were mentioning, kind of is the humanization of the bad guys. Uh, yeah. Like, often it's the human element that the good guys don't have. De Niro talks. Like, for example, in this movie, De Niro talks out Kilmer's marital problems with him like That's a friend. Yeah, he calls. But Pacino on... has problems communicating with his own wife. So it's kind of like their point counterpoint, you know? Yeah, he De Niro is such a daddy and Kilmer is such a failure as a daddy that De Niro has to dad for him. He calls Ashley Judd. He's like, he's at my place. He's sleeping it off. He he's he starts negotiating later when he realizes she's cheating on him with fucking Hey Kazaria, who is America's other guy. Um, and he's managing <laughs> he's managing Kilmer's marriage. He basically takes her aside and goes, "You give him one more shot, and if he fails, I'll yeah. help you leave myself." Yeah. Um, he is managing their family. Because he doesn't have yeah. it for himself, and because he knows that you got to pick one: work dad or family dad. You got, yep, no attachments, as he says. Yeah. And De Niro kind of like this is the only time that De Niro really actually brings the violence, except when he's doing his job, daddy. He doesn't right. bring his violence into anything that would be home, daddy, because. But he's smashing some coat hangers and stuff, and it's not nearly as crazy as Al Pacino, and it's where you see that they're similar, but it, of course, comes to pass when it's clear she's someone else. You, Ashley Judd, broke the code. Kilmer's trying. Yeah. But they, but the reality is De Niro's trying to pick up pieces of something that's already shattered, um, yeah. and they both were kind of uh, complacent in its destruction, which is also true about Pacino. So everyone's just... 
again, moving that boulder up that hill. Um, So even if De Niro's a good guy, they both clearly have anger issues. And surprisingly, that's not the point. Uh, It's about kind of the moral gray area is what this movie is, like 310 to Yuma. But it's it's just interesting to me that, that that's not like you see a scene where he's just like, oh, you're overacting well, multiple what this, times. And it's not exactly what the movie cares to yeah, talk about. To, uh, honestly, this little arc, what it wraps up with is reverence for the larger system, because spoilers at the very end, um, Ashley Judd, who hates Val Kilmer, is cheating on him. The marriage isn't working. It um, essentially saves him from the cops because fuck the cops she ain't a rat rats we don't like she snitches. Ain't a rat either. she doesn't talk she keeps her fucking mouth shut so like above all else she's not gonna even though it'd be easier for her at that point to turn in val kilmer who she's not really that into um she's not gonna rat him out snitches <clears throat> get stitches so <laughs> get like stitches there's that and so we get that honor we also get going back William Fickner does this dishonorable thing right he decides to kill De Niro because he thinks that'll be easier which it's not it's not easy uh, we get a new sequence in, in the movie or like a new character because this is a huge ensemble right so they're constantly throwing things at us Yeah. but we get this new one that is mainly a kind of this little you know run that is about how the system fails you so basically, we get the Dennis Haysbert kind of thing. Uh, if you don't know that actor, he was like he played Pedro in the Major League film franchise, uh, and he is out on parole, and he uh, he gets a job in a kitchen. Uh, but his manager is like, look, here's the deal. I'm going to get 25% of your paycheck. And if you do anything that I don't like, I'm going to lie to your parole officer and make you send you back to prison. Basically, I'm yeah. going to use you like a slave. We don't like um, the bosses. And this is it's the fight club of it all. Right. It's, he's he's a fucking cog. He's working for the man. Dads don't yeah. like this. And so eventually this man returns to a life of crime because the system is rigged and corrupt. And yeah. that's why we're allowed to feel sympathy for thieves. Right. Um, that is one of the core principles of this movie and a core daddy philosophy that authority doesn't necessarily mean integrity. Yes. Uh, and and it often it's that libertarian ethos where fucking it's like, his, his boss, but the system, he's breaking the rules. He's breaking the rules, you mm-hmm. know, like he is, he is, has no honor again. It's, it's all about these these men who don't ha- who are in charge, who are the big big city money, uh, rich guys who have no honor, who keep the little guy down. So what's a man to do but to turn to a life of crime, steal from the bank, um, and that's more honorable than what you know these other guys are doing. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the next sequence, which is Pacino's sequence, where he's talking to yet another, you know, like, uh, informant. And it's just how unhinged he is in this movie. He's just like a fucking enormous golden retriever the whole time. He's just like the biggest dick in the room, just swagging his tail, just slamming things around, chewing his gum, slobbering all over the place. Literally (laughs) was waiting for him to whip out his dick and slap another cop with it. (laughs) 
just just all movement just just orbiting around everybody threatening it's, people demanding things people know what we mean when we say it's al pacino at an 11 it's full it's al pacino it's it's you get you he got all of the al pacino tell me what i want to know motherfucker yeah <laughs> it's just like you are you are out of control yeah you'll get killed while talking taking out your doggy He's just like, who uh, says this? Who is who is this person? Al Pacino it is. That's Al Pacino, baby. Uh, we get De Niro and his men are betrayed by the guy that they. He goes to a parking lot. With. A parking lot that might as well say "Get murdered here." Like that parking lot only exists to be murdered in. And this is yeah. He he, he not only so William Fickner not only orders his death, but he does it in a dishonorable way. He tries to shoot him in the back. Um, De Niro outsmarts him. He has Val Kilmer there. He's clever. Mm-hmm. They were yeah, dishonorable um, because he's a slick Wall Street type. And fucking De Niro saw him immediately. De Niro had a plan, and that plan, you know, yep. bared fruit. He you calls know, he him, knew. and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." And then he goes yeah. out to dinner with his family. <laughs> right. I love because De Niro has that quiet rage. He's like, I'm talking to an empty f- telephone yeah. because the guy on the other side is a dead man. It's you a know, funny it's, like, it's a funny threat because he has to like walk him through it because he's like, I don't know what that means. And honestly, neither did I. It's not, like De Niro should have yeah. hung up and been like, not my best threat. Not my best. Not one. my best threat. I yeah. have to explain it after. Yeah empty telephone isn't enough uh but everyone is basically trying to scare everyone into what they're doing and what He's doing what they want men afterwards like you get it right if i said that to you you'd understand oh sure boss sure boss yeah yeah it was him he was the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you have the you have the best analogies yeah. uh and so presumably this is the way the world works just everyone's scaring each other into doing what they want Yep, they have um, they have a dinner to celebrate their dicks working their kids mm-hmm. are there their wives danny trejo not invited um, <laughs> again, real weird that they just ice him out of their little group. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? It's Danny Trejo. Yeah, it makes sense that he betrayed you. You're a dick. Yeah, to him. you're a dick. You don't hang out with him after work. You hang out with each other. You have your own little clique. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's we're daddies. We got kids. We got wives. We got guns. Uh, we check in with the guy who killed the cop in the first heist. Yep, the- and we. And he's with a prostitute, and he's got a swastika on his chest. Yeah, they're and he they're, kills her. They're like, all right, we want you to know his dick works because the sex worker is like, I loved this sex, uh, and then he, yeah, Nazi kills I mean, she's her. She's just saying that. Yeah, that's I don't true. Think he that is that's literally true. paying her to. Yes, um, but they want to make him super dishonorable, so they they women right. are in peril at his hand. So mm-hmm. he is he is a hat on a hat. He's a lot yeah, of stuff. I was like, wait, he's also a serial killer? He's a bank yeah, he's robbing Buffalo serial killer? Nazi bank robber. Pick one, man. Pick yeah. one. It's just basic, like, here be monster shit. Yeah, you just know? too much crime. How do you juggle that, you know? Well, I think it's, I mean, Michael Mann is pretty much a blunt instrument, but I think his impulse is absolutely correct, because in this point in the movie, we do need to show the worst of the worst so we can draw lines in the sand with our antiheroes. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, this is what they're showing, because the next uh, thing we see is all the cops hanging out, proving that their dicks work. Um, yeah. They're hanging out with all their wives, having a great time, and they get called away from the sex worker who's dead. But like, it's um, it's it's supposed to 
reflect each other, right? The criminals right. hanging out with their families, cops hanging out. They're both two sides of the same coin. They're part of the system. Whereas this guy who killed this woman is an anomaly. He's bad. He's, he's dishonorable. He's, just like William Fickner, who he teams up with. Like these his are his world is black and white. But yeah, yeah those he are the real live bad in this guys. World. Over there with <clears> but the court, the world is. You know? Yeah, it's like it's, it's all. Yeah. <laughs> who you, like uh, that's, these are the men without honor. With yeah, and in order to kind of, and I think it's designed to build that system of saying like, well, who's the honorable? Who's honorable? Pacino or De Niro? Right. And that this movie is kind of like, well, neither and both. Um, but Pacino, so yeah, he's interrupted. He has baby, I gotta go to work. And yet, uh, I think there's an important part when we get to the crime scene with uh, the 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 mother of the prostitute which is that Pacino has to stop her from seeing her dead daughter. He uses for the power of see, dad hug. Yeah. For you see, women's do not see the horror. The innocence must be protected. Uh, and even though he was just looking over the body just a second ago, Pacino was like, let me see the book. Oh, that's nice. And he's like pretty cavalier about seeing death yeah. in general. He's seen it a thousand times. But the idea that a mother seen her dead daughter, that goes too far. And that's a pretty daddy trope, right? Oh, for is sure. that oh, I will insulate this blast radius. It's also so like it doesn't touch the innocent. It definitely is like I knew I knew people I know people who worked in ER, I know people who were EMTs. There's definitely this level of their like, yeah, I've seen death more than a serial killer. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm so numb to it, but they know, I think somewhere in their training, they know that that doesn't mean other people are and to not like, you know, to not talk about it too much. Like I, I, I do, yeah. I get it, but you're right. It's very daddy, right? Dads yeah. cover the faces while they look at the horror, um, which is, you know, like, I don't know, uh, everyone can kind of come to their own conclusion about that. But I mean, I just don't think it actually, it doesn't take away grief. I guess it does she won't have that image of her daughter and that might save her something, but she's eventually going to see she has to, you know, verify the body or whatnot. Like, it's not yeah. like you're doing anything other than presenting yourself as a person who would do this kind of thing. It's once again, the perception of you. As well, a man. it's establishing the next thing where he says to his wife, he goes home and he says, I got to hold on to my angst. It makes me sharp. Um, I got to yeah. preserve it, which is a big dad thing. Dads don't share their feelings they're quiet you got to be quiet you got to hold that pain in until you until you punch a movie theater usher out of the blue you know like that's yeah. what that's what it is dads you don't share you hide you 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 shelter the others from the pain and you absorb it like a tank until you yeah. explode um and that that goes <laughs> so you explode like a horse in yeah. 310 to yuma i was about to say yeah. it goes back to 310 to yuma Dads, you have to earn their feelings. You have to earn their yes. personal stories. They keep it inside of them, tucked deep inside <clears throat> until you prove you have enough honor for them to share just a I mean, fucking fraction. That's the daddy covenant, baby. Oh, um, yeah. And I it, love that there's there is actually some back and forth. Like Michael Mann doesn't always just kind of fridge the 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 ladies. This one, she actually is like. I just want you to spend some time with us like a normal person. And he's just, I need to live this way. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he's just my job. And I love how she responds to that. She's like, well, 
I guess I can't. What I hate the most is I can't cut loose of you, uh, because apparently he's so much man. She needs to have him, right? Um, but we get like three scenes in a row like this. Dennis yeah, Haber, fucking Haysbert, uh, has that scene with his wife. De Niro has that scene with eighty. It's all scenes where women are where he, uh, it's basically the man going, "I gotta go," and they're like, "Why are you with me?" You know, yeah. it's 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 crazy how. All of it's not just that there's redundancy of beats per character, but per character, there's a very there are nuances and that's important. And that's kind of like the power of this kind of movie. But it's all very occupied with the same stuff. You do get a lot of repetition with like the character types, guys who can't get in touch with their feelings, for example, like you mentioned. Um, Something that also speaks to me as a dad is the uh the surveillance scenes dave oh yeah like having a bunch of monitors in front of you with camera displays like that's pretty universal dad right it's not exclusive dad but it's definitely like i'm in control i think we talked about this at one point dads love gadgets we Um, also love tech stuff yeah yeah, and this is gadgets this is cops have the ultimate gadgets and so do thieves they 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 use all sorts of dildos to get into safes and so, like that. So like uh-huh. this is like catnip, you know. It's like ooh, look at you. They have all this yeah, stuff, and they're using was, their stuff to watch their. Stuff. I was drooling and licking the screen. Exactly. During this sequence. And yeah. how does he blow their cover? To oh. Blow the stake out because a, a a cop makes noise because you gotta be Small quiet. Stumble. Gotta be quiet. And it, gotta be quiet. Like also a fucking, shows that we're dealing with highly observant and right. clever daddies. Because like a deer in the woods, De Niro hears this one noise that could have been anything. And he's just like, they're onto us. They've tapped us our Abort. phones. We're going. Yeah. He concludes correctly that the LAPD is 100%. They know who they are. Um, it's amazing. Because From dads have to be careful. Sound. Yeah. From a small sound. That's all it takes. Because that dads are careful. Cat. It could have been, been a cat. Yeah. Could have been so many things. Could have been and two he's like, cats. He's like, that truck filled with the LAPD, let's go. He's they like, know nope. who we are. And then he takes a vote to see who's going to, are we still going to do the robbery? Because dads love America and democracy. And he even tells Tom Sizemore, you need to get out of this. And Tom Sizemore is like, no, I'm staying. And this is the dad jo- dad, job dad versus family dad, right? Because Sizemore, they kind of establish as he's a pretty good He's he's kind of like he's made enough money and he has a good family that he's right. like, you you can stop being job dad now. You can just be family dad. He says, you got property. You got stuff. Get out. And Sizemore refuses it. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have this. Yeah. You know, which is the classic dad dilemma. He's like, he's a I don't know what I am. If I'm not a knight and I don't have a sword, what yeah. am I? Yeah. And, you know, that's a that's a whole that's a whole series of therapy right there you know what else dad's like um great <laughs> hank azaria so he pushes him around because hank azaria is a fancy boy no fancy honor boy. and a rat he's a rat Again, he is they're using him and they're still like you suck um, yeah, yeah, he's like, fuck you. Fuck yeah, you I, for working more, with us. I have more respect for the murderer. <laughs> yeah. He really, he's like, we are p- 
pushing you into working with us to rat on this guy whose fucking wife you're you're nailing who would kill you kill you if he knew what was happening and also fuck you <laughs> fuck you yeah. for being a rat for doing the thing that we are making you do hank azaria um and yeah she's got a great ass it's that line it's that scene uh he's just peering to the into the abyss this whole scene his eyes are unhinged i mean if you've seen the gif you, yeah it's like you a know wild everything. animal yeah but he actually has a line that's an under kind of quoted line in the scene where he's like when i think of women's asses something comes over me yeah. and it's just like unnecessary for stuff but also his dick works yeah it's just like it's we got to remind everybody too much that these daddies be fucking yeah and like we talked about in robin hood dads love ass play you know love yes, pegging they too you know? pegging and whatnot yeah yeah little john indeed we get another scene at the shipyard where pacino's like oh this crew's good because uh, they thought they were coming here to scoop on a location like they were going right. to find more information on the criminals. Turns out the crew and De Niro was just luring them out. And now they have photos of each of them. And so they're casing them. They're, they're investigating the cost because they're underestimated clever. Um, yep. And then De Niro gets kind of the skinny on Pacino. And they note how many divorces Pacino's had to show <laughs> yeah. how good he is at his job. And it's like, yep. That's yep. how it works. That's how it works. He's like, ah, he's he's got nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got, got nothing he's else. A, um, <laughs> all he's got is us. So uh, this is where we get the title, which is like, is it worth the heat? Um, I just got to note, this is not dad related, but he says it's worth the stretch, meaning like it's worth the jail time to De Niro. Right. My question right. is, is it though? <laughs> is killing cops and robbing a bank? I'm pretty sure that's it for him the punishment is yeah like it's worth he's basically saying it's worth my life um but uh you know what dads do abe what they do they do stay dave? the course yeah they do <laughs> just like in 310 to yuma stay yeah. in the course stay in the course uh and he's like i if i have to put you away i won't like it but brother you're going down yeah. <laughs> that's another line from the scene and uh, what's also interesting about the scene is that like you get that titular line you talk about, uh, I think it's don't let yourself get attached to anything. You're not willing to walk out on in yeah. 30 seconds flat. If you feel the heat around the corner, which explains why De Niro has no attachments. He sees it as a discipline. It's something to strive for. If you mean to be great, which is where him and Pacino are like simpatico. You know, like they both agree with this, what they agree is a basic truth of the universe. Yep. Uh, and they have respect for each other because of that. So, yeah, system. you're a bad guy. I'm a good guy. We got to, well, I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Yeah, trying to stop guys like me. Them in the diner. He pulls them over, which dads hate. Um, he brings them to the diner mm -hmm. and they do a few things here. Yeah, they do. Um, I don't know how to do anything else. Neither do I. Um, we're cops and robbers. You got to do what you got to do. Um, and then they also, because they respect each other, they talk about their personal lives. They earned that right. information. So he talks about his fucked up daughter and his, uh, his wife. Um, and they bond over it because they are, they respect each other. They earned that, 
the information. He talks about his fucked up dream. They share each other's their dreams with each other. They talk about dreams because it's it's like a slumber party. This conversation yeah, because they the is drowning in his. Uh, yeah. Honestly, Pacino's dream is the terrifying. That's yeah, a horror like movie. They, got, they have uh, they they have black eyes and they just stare at me. Yeah. they just stare. They don't say anything. Just and, like you're fucked up, man. And they agree on the rules. Because they have respect for the overall system. They know family comes second. Yeah. We're work daddies. And we are working together, essentially, because of the larger system of cops and robbers. And Al Pacino says, listen, if you take an innocent life hostage, I will kill you. And De Niro says, okay, I will kill you to get away. And they're like, we got it. We know, like, we know what our rules are. Um, we're going to go play. Let's go play cops and robbers now. Yeah. And while this conversation was going on, the crew dumps all their surveillance. This is the Tom Noonan thing. He's they use the hack and all yeah. the bugs and shit the police put on him basically go dark suddenly. So De Niro wins again and it just they're just too damn good. Yep. Um and that's like the first two hours of the movie. Because then we get about two hours in, we get the final kind of or the rob big robbery sequence of the yeah movie. he picks up the new guy because danny drejo can't get to it um yeah he doesn't show he's dad's, show. dad's improvised they think on his to toes they get the they cook who, get, who yeah. gets to toss his boss around which is dad fantasy he gets to say fuck my mm. stupid job i'm not a cog i'm gonna go rob a bank and die <laughs> and die i'm gonna die can we jump and, right uh, to the bank robbery yeah, so basically it goes terribly imme immediately. Pacino's on to them. We don't know why yet. We're going to figure it out later. But they arrive at the robbery. Yeah, they say we're here for the money, not your the bank's money, not your money. And very dad energy. He says, anybody feels sick or got heart trouble, lean against the wall. Because dads have heart trouble. And like that's, that's <laughs> important to know. It's like that is a dad concern. It's, you have to go to the doctor for that shit. Um, that is a very daddy concern. And that's to show that they're good people. Where they're like, listen, if you're having trouble, we're not trying to hurt anybody. We don't want to hurt civilians. We're here to stick it to the man. You love sticking it to the man. Like everyone on the criminal side basically shows their true colors in these sequences. Like De Niro is not against shooting civilians, even though what you just said is true. They point that out, but they brush aside the fact that like multiple times when he's on the run, he's just firing he in the crowds, just firing in the crowds. And they, and we, sh we do see shots of like people on the ground, like clearly dead. They should have gotten Tom out of the way. Tom Sizemore, takes a child as yes. a hostage well i want to note that because um, he breaks the rules he takes a hostage yeah. he is suddenly no honor and i the moment he picks up the child i was like he is dead he's yeah of dead. course he is yeah they want yeah, they the want us to not game. yeah they want us to not be sad that he dies and so that is the again they established the rules al pacino is like if you take a hostage i'm killing you he broke the rules he has right. no honor. And De Niro goes back for Val Kilmer to show that he has honor. You're right that he fires right. into crowds, but I don't think the movie wants us to notice that. That's why it's brushed aside. Yeah. It's shown kind of as reaction shots, and it's just there. He doesn't want you to not know, but Ma Michael Mann is clearly doesn't make a scene out of he it. He wants it to be more exciting, so he adds that. And I think even the cops are shooting into like crowds a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wildly yeah so, uh, irresponsible. But <laughs> Sizemore basically at the last minute he he uh he breaks the deal. He breaks the he deal. He breaks the deal and Pacino shoots him 
makes that tough decision where he's like, I'm going to, you know, like I could hit the kid, but he turns out he's just too good. Dads put kids and families in danger. They love it. <laughs> it's also, that's a trope we're starting to see. Yeah. If necessary, and it will be necessary. Yeah, it will. Uh, we see some of the fallout of the relationships as that kind of this sequence wanes. Where, uh, like the ex, like we talked about the ex con, the driver dies, and now he's on the news. His wife learns that he, oh, he returned to a life the, of crime. We see the family uh, suffering. The job yeah. dead versus family dead. We're seeing the consequences. And the price. Yeah, yeah, the price. And now you have to ask the question because for most people, you probably look at the time code and, like, and go, like, wait, this isn't the end of the movie. Fuck. Um, and you have to ask, like, will will they be brought down by their family dad or by work dad? Is their honor right. in question? Because Time Sizemore was brought down because of his honor. And so you start wondering, like, what is... What's the justice in the system? What's going, what's going to threaten them? What part of their daddiness? Is it the principle of the system? Is it the rules? Is it their, their family? Mm-hmm. De Niro takes Kilmer to a doctor. Once again, we have that surgery scene. Jeremy uh, Piven. Yeah. And uh, because he takes care of his own. And then he goes to Trejo's house and we find out that they're set up by Zant, the money launderer. Oh, the yeah. fancy pants money guy. And, and women guy, are dead. And yeah, everyone's dead. Uh, because that's what happens to a snitch. Yeah, his his uh, wife or girlfriend is dead, who we never see the face of. We just see her legs. Like that's her entire character is this right. dead body. And Trejo is just like, well, I don't want to live anymore. Um, and and uh, and De Niro's like, I don't I I don't know anything about your life. We didn't hang out anyway. I'm gonna we shoot didn't you. Hang out. We didn't invite you to the party. Yeah. We probably should have. Uh, but we find out through the scene and De Niro finds out it was the Nazi all along. Yep. Uh, Trejo, the Nazi turned them. Yeah. In. Trejo opened his mouth. He gets punished. The Nazi. Yeah. With uh, teaming up with the slime ball fancy man. Yep. Yeah. Basically, that's how the police could leverage Trejo, who wasn't a bad guy necessarily right but they leveraged because they like they had they had my you know yeah, wife they were gonna like send her home or whatever right but chino finds out about the nazi guy right um yeah. well first okay so he kills the slime ball he kills william fickner um mm -hmm. and then uh pacino um shows up at that place beats up henry rollins who was supposed to <laughs> uh protect william fickner and calls literally calls him a rat fucker about the <laughs> about the guy whose help they need. They're like, ah, yeah. that scummy rat fucker, that Nazi like, piece of shit. Helping the cops. Yeah. <laughs> and he beats up Henry Rollins for also being a rat fucker. And he's just like, fuck you, you fucking rats. Also, we need your help. Yeah, also tell us what you need. Tell us what you know. Uh, and he's just going to scream his way through that problem. You know, that's how yeah. that's how Pacino works in this movie. Uh, it's it's a wild ride. And it's also, again, I think we've talked about like three different scenes where it had all these things in them. It's just newly developed. It's just the stakes are even higher now. Yeah. Um, De Niro also tries to, to uh, along all of this, you know, kind of, you know, now he's like, now he knows the Nazi did it. He's kind of tracked it down. But before he's going to go try to kill the Nazi, De Niro tries to talk to 80. Uh, and of course, she's like, no, I saw on TV, you're a murderer, you're a liar. 
you this is over and De Niro's going against his own MO which is never get attached and he's yeah. like but baby come with me I have all this money yeah he, he says you can leave like because he has honor but and right. she first leaves and then he grabs her and he hugs her so much that she forgives him That's like Al Pacino hugs he heals that mother and they they lips that they kind of just hug and you go okay that's the end of that scene yeah. and I'm, I'm not going to get into the scene later she, or she I'll agrees, wait till later she, they just they she's agrees she's for the fine. rest of the film it feels like like i feel like once the ending happens she's probably like that was probably for the best you know i yeah. feel like if she, she's like i probably dodged ball yeah <laughs> yeah she probably agreed and then was going to regret it but yeah she agrees um because she has very little personality um and uh and now we get this moment which is what we're setting up as De Niro he's done he's work daddied to, to he's work daddied all the way to the bone like he's 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 fucking done he's spent his work daddy and now he's like I'm gonna be family daddy finally and he knows mm-hmm. you can't be both so he's like we're just gonna go and we're done we have all well, this up. money. Let's not that, that you're getting ahead of yourself. I know. I, I know. Want because to come this is setting Pacino. that up. Yes. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about Pacino that. Bit, because, because we I think Sander Berkeley. we need to set up Pacino because they go through the same thing at the same time. Pacino goes home to find that his wife doesn't even care uh, about like, I don't care what you were doing today. In fact, I don't care if you know that I'm cheating. Here's the guy that and I was Sander Berkeley with. couldn't have picked a better <laughs> fucking person to play this guy. And, and Sander Berkeley just goes, Oh fuck. Like he did not know. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh shit! This is a nightmare. Am I gonna die because Pacino will kill me? Can you Uh, imagine, like, being brought home, like having a, like a, you know, sleeping with a lady, and then finding this out? Al Pacino shows up with fucking wild eyes. I would, she's like, be like, I'm fucked. When he arrives, she's like, oh, you aren't even that angry. Like she's goading him into right, like, and, please do violence. Yeah, Xander save. Berkeley knows like being very calm is what happens right before I get killed. Like <laughs> so, you know, he's like, damn it, I yeah, shouldn't. Have she throws. Done I would have been so mad. I would have been like, you killed me, lady. Like I can't yeah. fucking believe this. Um, I'm dead in ten seconds. All right, yeah. but. <laughs> You can fuck his wife. You know what? You can't do, Abe. You can't watch sports on his TV. That no. is his thing. <laughs> Reverence, you got to respect a man, a dad's stuff. His car, his property, his, horses. his time, yep. his, his, his interests, like baseball. Yeah. You, know, you got to respect that shit. And so that. But yeah, you fuck around on me, whatever. He smashes Her the TV. Is a good argument, which is that uh, the marriage has been over for a while. Yeah. And now we have closure. And he's like, I never cheat on you. He says, I and, say uh, what I mean and I do what I say because he's a straight shooter. God damn it. And she's like, you never cared about us, though. Uh, and then we're at that standstill again where it's like, yeah, this is over because they, it, they're not. Neither of them are moving on very obvious stuff. Like, how important am I to you? Yep. Uh, so what we're seeing is it's kind of like it's poetry Abe, because we get we have um, De Niro, who is work daddy. To the point right. that he sacrificed his entire family daddy life. And now he is saying goodbye to work to start. To be like, I'm going to be a family dad. And the flip side, the the yin to his yang, is um, demolishing his family. His dad family life. Because he was so much of a work daddy. He did not prioritize correctly. He did not mm-hmm. do the thing that De Niro is doing, which is like you, you compartmentalize, you separate, you say I'd one or the other, 
Pacino tried to have both and it ruined him. And it seems exactly. like it also is ruining him because I think this is the around the time where Pacino also realizes like De Niro's getting away. He's not going to come well, back. Yeah. We get this sequence where the police try to catch Kilmer through Ashley Judd. And as you mentioned, she doesn't snitch. Yeah. Um, but that's the that's kind of where it breaks for Pacino because Pacino realizes this motherfucker is always one step ahead. Uh, there's too many dead ends. I'm calling it quits. Yep. To quote um, him, bon voyage, motherfucker. You were good. Right. And I kind of the last nail in the coffin, so to speak, is he goes home to find that Natalie Portman has com- attempted suicide. He goes, doesn't he go to a hotel? Like, I think he, um, he's he out go, of the he house. He goes back because he's out of the house at this point. So he like returns his stuff and he realizes, uh, like, I forget exactly I think what's she happening. went, I feel like she went to him. Like she went to the hotel is the implication. She went to the, ah, uh, yeah. So out of despair for her parents fall out, she tries to attempt suicide, <laughs> which really shows how fucked, like, you can't do both. Yeah. I mean, you're going to kill they punish children. Him. I would argue yeah. that. It was probably something else. And what I mean by that is it's so two-dimensional to be like, where our family fell apart so hard that my daughter killed herself. Right. It's like, nah, I don't think you're that important to her. You're her stepfather. I don't think so. But, but they didn't do any other work. Yeah. So you uh, have to assume. She is there to be a prop. Um, and then, like, we never see her again. She survives. And they're like, she's talking. We never see her. It doesn't matter. Her feelings don't matter. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, yeah, it's the... This is the low point. He he has failed at being a family daddy so hard that his stepdaughter is lying, dying in a bathtub. Right. And that's the point where they really choose to show us De Niro has this moment. He Like you were talking about, he's scot-free, they're on the road, and he he basically just pulls to the side. He just gets off the highway. Yeah. And she doesn't know what's going on. She's like, what's going on? Because he's got Well, he gets a phone call. He gets a phone call to realize that, like, yeah. They uh, say the Nazi, the rat, he's at this hotel by the airport. John Voight. And yeah. I think he realizes, it, I mean, like, he's right there. He's on the way. He's He could just do this real quick. Uh, because he, you gotta kill this Nazi. You gotta stay the course. Kill for the crew killed. And of course this will be in his undoing, like you said, but it's this moment. I think that the Michael Mann chooses to, to do this because it's like, you know where it's going now, <laughs> you know, like, you know, that we saw it with Pacino. It's going to end. Exactly. Terribly. You have to finish the job. Um, you have to get Russell Crowe to that train, even if it kills you. He has to see. He he's like, I got one more. I'm almost. I'm about to clock out for good, but I got one little loose end in my job, and I want to do my job right because I am job daddy. And even though it doesn't need to, everything is like it's not going to bring anyone back. It sucks, but like you can do it. It's the tragedy of being a job daddy, the tragedy of having to stay the course to do your job. That's 310 to Yuma as well. You know, he dies at the end because yeah, he's got it. Exactly. He's, it's the principle of it. You can't rat on me. You can't uh, double cross me. It's it's uh, it's the mm. system. It's the principle. He has to go there and he, he has to kill this guy uh, before he can be family dead. And of course, what the movie is saying is you can't have it both. You, even you, you got it. You got to Like, uh, it's the same with fucking 310 to Yuma. He dies at the end. He fails. Ultimately, he doesn't come home to his family because he's got to finish the job. Dad, d- dad, family, dad and work, dad. They are. Tr- they tragically collide. Yeah. 
For sure. And of course, so he goes, he acts like room service. And yep. he's pretty slick. I mean, Sneaky De Niro is pretty cool to watch. Oh, he's great. Uh, yeah, he's, he's clever. He he sets up the elevator so he can go back down. He, he pulls, pulls the fire, the fire alarm. alarm. He has yeah. a flashlight. Um, he, he looks like he security. He does almost everything. Like, he, even his plan that is improv is, like, still complex and kind of prepared. Yeah. But it's not enough, of course. He's seen on um, camera. They call Al Pacino, who's in the hospital with his wife, who, with his stepdaughter who's tried to kill herself and the wife is like go on you go play yeah, cops and robbers it's over it's i'll over, be fine yeah. here and i there's one line i wanted to pull from that scene which is piccino saying all i am is what i'm going after yep. and it's just like yeah because you, you're a fucking dog he you're accepts just, <laughs> yeah his arc is he accepts i can't be both i'm gonna be work dad i failed its family like, dad he I makes am this, not going to change. Yep. He makes the same decision, basically, that De Niro makes in reverse, which is De Niro saying, I'm done with right. work, dad. And he's just like, all right, I'm done with family, dad. That is a disaster. Now to just be work, dad. All the well, way. It, well, in the end, I think what we're the movie's saying is that they are one and the same, right? Because yeah. De Niro doesn't make that choice. He refutes no, it at he, the very it, moment. He's trying to, but it, it, it gets him. He, the, his nature will out. Um, and so he blasts the Nazi away. And now the cops are on him and we get like a five to ten minute chase. At, at this point, like I feel like we've talked about everything we need to talk about. He finds his way to Pacino and we get that final scene at the outside the airport runway where Pacino blasts De Niro real good. Dads love trucks. Dad loves airplane. Big air dicks flying <laughs> yeah. over them. The last thing they do is they hold hands for respect. That's what I, yeah. Respect for the system. Cops and robbers together. The system worked bromance achieved holding yep. each other's hands they should uh, have kissed kiss you cowards th that would be great yeah. that would have been a great ending because all that like a bunch of dads would have been like what yeah. what's going on and tongue just kiss says, heat yeah like heat. yeah heat. yeah especially because <laughs> like, pacino. Uh, yeah heat. i mean i i mentioned it earlier at the top of this podcast but the way that pacino kisses in this movie he's just all lips man it's yeah. just very lippy kisses lippy kisser i don't know what that means they could have called watch it, lippy kisses you're gonna be a little bit turned off or on by how much lip there is it's yeah. just very lips very lips uh that's all i got uh i feel like we, we should go to the smoking room yeah right? let's retire let's retire to all the right. smoking room um i just got to reiterate some stuff i said with 310 to yuma violence bringing men together they hold hands at the end um mm -hmm. yeah, they do. dad's providing again that's the whole thing right they're cops and robbers it's about providing for your family failing to provide for your family um i gotta do shout out dads love silence we don't like yeah. rats rats talk no talking you make a noise, you blow your cover, you blow the stake out. Silence. Um, and then I want to talk about the idea of staying the course, which yeah. is part of the respect the principle of the thing. But 310 to Yuma, I realize it's all about staying the course, right? Master and Commander is a literal course they're staying on. Oh, yeah. Um, he can't quit on his dad and the judge. In We Are Marshall, a plane crash killing the whole football team? No. We still have to have football, God damn football it. Football needs to happen. Yeah. I didn't kill my wife, and I'm going to prove it, even if that means jumping off of this dam. Stay mm -hmm. the course. You, you 
you fucking you do your job. You do the thing. Doesn't uh, matter. Also, you don't the one quit. that you didn't mention, which is still actually a really good one, which is we also covered the American president. I'm gonna lose this election because of this shit. Yep. God damn it! I gotta have a romance. Stay. So whatever genre it is, that's the fulfillment the that we principle. need to achieve. You gotta do the thing you are set out to do. Dads don't quit. You can't have a movie where they say, you know what? Let's not do this. I gotta kill this man in the hotel. Yes, I know the cops are there. Yes, I know that it will end me. I gotta do it. I gotta finish the job. Finish the job. Finish um, the job. Yep. Uh, the obviously we talked about guile and fights and violence only when necessary. Now these are cops and robbers. Violence is almost always necessary, but they do use kind of cleverness all the way through. In fact, a big aspect of this movie is about being underestimated, which is a huge daddy trope. Um, the women are children and being a parent dads provide. We talked about that. Uh, there isn't team building scenes, but there is a strong sense of the teams between the two main daddies being tightly knit and loyal and bonded already. Yeah. Um, women are in we, peril. <laughs> we know their dicks work. They're, They're sexually and physically powerful. It's the first thing um, we know. There's the sense of utilitarian code, although less so in this movie. Um, I think it's because, the, re- the bigger system, the reverence, cops versus yeah. robbers. I got to do what I got to do. They literally say that. That's the but that but there isn't an there isn't a crazy sense other than the uh, Haysbert like segment where it's uh, that it shows that the system has failed him. Yeah, I would There's argue. There's not a lot of effort saying trying to make trying to say that authority is flawed the, it just says that there's just a true law that we kind of well all have there's to like obey. the boss and the, the wall street guy i think true. they represent like the slimy bigger because like america we love but the in the middlemen we don't the bosses mm-hmm. the managers mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i i do think the more gritty a movie gets the less it adheres to that stuff that you got to have a code stuff or like yeah. you know the system the reverence that what this is a grittier heist film, you know? Yeah. I mean, this one is actually subverting a lot of the, or that main dad trope, even though it's definitely doing a lot of the dad stuff and taking a lot of the assumptions that we kind of have been pointing out. It is also saying that these are intensely flawed characters, which is not always true. Like in 310 to Yuma, where Christian Bale becomes the ulta daddy because he inspires someone to become better. Heat is not that type of movie. Heat ends with the tragedy of just following the dad path. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean that it doesn't love dad shit. It just means that they're like, hey, look. In fact, it's the most kind of anti-dad we've seen or covered so far. Right. Uh, in that, at least in its final maneuver, even though it's through and through making assumptions like women get fridged and stuff like yeah, that yeah. all the time. Uh, Speaking of kind of the the formal attributes of this movie, linear storytelling is once again, yeah. Uh, all this shit happens chronologically because we don't do need it. that complex shit. Yeah, and I also have to note again. Uh, I I really want to go back and think about this. Feelings are earned. You earn feelings are earned. Yeah, feelings and personal stories from the dads. They don't give it up easily. You have to earn it. Usually, yeah, I love that yeah through some sort of violence, respect, not even sex. Sex doesn't earn feelings for daddies. Yeah, if anything, sni- you get them. You get feelings taken away for that. And yeah, uh, I don't know. Just keep the silence. Keep in your mouth shut. 
I was gonna say snitches get stitches. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's, it's more. It can be more broad. It's just like keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. I, we like the quiet. Yeah, <laughs> and we will get violent mm-hmm. if the quiet is broken, or I'll turn this car around. Yep. God damn it! But he uh, won't because he got to stay the course. You got to stay the course, though. Uh, <laughs> but the There's real a hierarchy, course is. You know. I mean, well, the real course is my leadership is beyond reproach. You know, yeah, like exactly. You can't. You can't. The rules. I say we're going to Disneyland. We're going to Disneyland. I say we're not going to Disneyland. Right. We're not going to Disneyland. Over the course is the rules, right? You respect the rules. We talked about this throughout, which is like, if you break the rules, then the dad is allowed to cancel the plans. Yes, because. Uh, that happens they, in this. They make quick decisions. They can improv. Yeah, and this he's like, he's like, do we want to not do this? You know, um, it's it's that's how it goes. It's like the rules above all else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in this one, and in Heat, you get killed. So, really, Heat of all the movies, they're the ones that are like, don't be dad, don't try to have it all. You know? It's a it's a it's a tragedy dad film, right? Not all yes. dad films are going to be about how great it is to be a dad. It's about the complexities of the rules of being a dad and exploring those ideas. So, like, yeah, it's still about the rules of dad, but it's playing with those rules and talking about how hard it is to be a work dad and a family dad. And sometimes Natalie Portman offs herself because you're a bad dad. Yeah. Who during this era was like daughter, like yeah, such daughter, just like Im- Im- man who is important. You are daughter. Yeah, you are daughter. Your daughter That's to right. assassins. She's in uh, Mars Attacks, right? She's also the president's, the president's daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah, she's the ultimate daughter. <laughs> At this age, yeah, you can do better. You need a daughter. Uh, yeah, you got you got Natalie Portman. It's 1995, baby. Michael Mann um, was like, you have man in your name, too. That's a point. <laughs> point we love, we love it. I love Michael Mann just sitting I got at home the, counting um, points. The, the Edie um, is played by Amy Brenneman. Man. Right there <laughs> in the really name. G- <laughs> He's like, Dang, I love also, it. Also, there's Tom Size Moore. <laughs> <laughs> more size yeah that's that's a dad name rollins which looks like rolling which is like staining the course yeah exactly (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) never mind there's two this is a dumb bit uh but that kind (laughs) of signals that kind of signals uh that's like like that's it i think that's it yeah Uh, for now we did it dude that's episode eight of we Inside got, Dads. Yeah, we got inside these dads. We're um, probably going to take a few months break, but we'll probably return. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll crack open these dads again. Don't they, you worry. There's so much to cover. We there's so much. We, we, I we mean, barely Braveheart. dipped into James Mangold. We got, uh, yeah, Braveheart is probably going to have to happen. Braveheart's um, probably going to happen. There's um we we talked about some and I forget we now. We need more Jack Ryan's oh, on this I, list. Yeah, Jack Ryan's. I still propose an entire batch of submarine movies. All four submarines. We should just do submarine movies. Yeah. A month of submarine movies. A month movies. of submarine movies. We can do it. There's that is least a four submarine? big submarine movies. A submarine movies. movie is a bunch of dads and a big steel dick. Like yeah. that is that is mm, and they're fighting other dicks with other dads oh. in them. 
Using dicks. Using dicks. Yeah, little dicks that shoot out of the big it's dicks. Dicks all the way down. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't even talked about Alex Cross yet. Alex Cross. We have murder mysteries. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, and Morgan Freeman has been underrepresented so far. Um, we haven't talked about horror. Horror. Yeah. What dad lies horror. beneath? Yeah, I think that's the ultimate dad horror because that's about <laughs> the ultimate dad. Like, what's more horrific than Harrison Ford? Spoilers: not being a good daddy, being I know. evil. That's like every dad's nightmare. Is like we what haven't if talked Harrison about the Ford? Edge. The Edge. Oh, Divorce Dad, the movie. <laughs> fuck the Edge. We. Ha- oh my God. Any oh, mammoth, right? So much mammoth uh, is like so much mammoth. Yeah. It's true. Glenn Gary, it's Glenn Ross, everywhere. man. We haven't talked about sentimental dads as much. I mean, we did yeah. cover the Judge and We Are Marshall, but like, there's Goodwill Hunting's right there. Goodwill Hunting. Know? Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. There's too much. There's too I many. can't deal with it. I have to settle down uh, or I'm going to podcast all over the place. Uh-huh. Hey, Dave. Yeah. What? Uh, tell tell people about uh, where they can find more of you. I have a podcast network called Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y. Unemployed. We have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash right. Gamefully Unemployed. But you can Google us. We're on like wherever you get your podcasts. We do like we just watched and hypecast, which are movie podcasts, uh, mostly movie stuff. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons as well. And for five dollars a month, you get access to a bunch of our other podcasts. Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Mulder is a maniac. Star Trek Next for German. Spiel Boys, which we do with the Small Beans. So check that out. Why don't you? Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't say patreon.com slash small beans if you're watching this on the free feed or just like your apple you know podcasts or you know Podbean or spotify or wherever you're listening pod to this, dude you are not cast monster all the good shit for five dollars uh you can get a bunch of bonus episodes a bunch of shows that you probably you might not even be aware that exist Woo! uh and also, you're going to get updates about all things Bean uh, over at the Small Beans, including we're still making a movie. The strike is on. Uh, this is, you know, still September uh, when we're recording this episode. Uh, it might when this episode comes out, it might be over actually. But as of this time, uh, it is not. So it's a little slow going. But when that ends, we are going to rev up and show you production. You know, stills have production diaries talk about basically what it's like to make a movie uh and completely transparently in front of you all that stuff just for five dollars a month so anyway check that out if you are interested um that's it uh we'll see you next time the dad you know just kind of the dad just takes us yeah and we just have to podcast about it we love doing this show ride the dad let's ride the the dad This show, uh, of all the shows I think we do because of the content, I look forward to watching every single one of these movies. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. fun. I love it all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm always like, oh, I don't have to watch a movie. I get to watch a movie. Oh, yeah. I have it's not. It's so weird. Every single dad film. I'm like, oh, Heat? Yes, sure. Fuck. I'll watch Heat. I'll watch fucking Heat. Ah, Prince Robin? of Peace? Yeah, Robin Hood? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well... That's an episode. Thanks for being here. Uh, yeah, that's it. May you yep. all get inside of a dad. <laughs>